0: Hey,
1: welcome to the Conundrum Podcast with Dre. Uh, It's the first episode. Uh, It's where I talk to musicians and get stories, um, who they are, what they do, uh, find out what makes them tick. Um, My first guest is uh, who I consider a brother, um, Mr. Warren Beatty. Warren and I met a few years ago on the festival circuit when I was uh, playing in the Terry Whalen Band. Um, he was already with Kendra Gale band at that time, um, but in the, in our chat we talk about um, you know where he's from, uh, how he got to start music, and uh, some of his past projects that led him to where he is today. Um, great chat, funny guy. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Um, in the video description, I'm going to put the uh, links to um, the Kendra Gale stuff and uh, his Instagram, etc. Uh, so you can find him online and check him out. Um, I don't want to talk too, too long here. Um, I want to get to the good stuff, which is the chat with him. Um, so without further ado, enjoy my conversation with Mr. Warren Beatty.
0: Uh... There, there, oh. hey. Hey. Yeah. Look at that. That's... <laughs> it only took me five minutes of really weird friggin'. Getting... Friggin, friggin', friggin'. how you doing it's all good i'm doing good how are you well i made it yeah you've been busy i may or may not be wearing pants
1: i can confirm that i'm not <laughs> i I won't be getting up from here no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's i, I, the I thing. probably have
0: a little bit of this though is that okay
1: yeah i got i got some of this
0: so you know what i should probably do that just one second
1: Mm. Um, coffee's always good.
0: Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna book off for a second. Okay. Hey, hon, yeah. would you be able to pass me in my Los Cabos um, coffee mug? Nice. My Las Cabos coffee mug. So yeah, this place is completely um, under renovation. Yeah. <laughs> So I and I just sprung this on Camo about 15 minutes ago. I said, "Oh yeah, by the way, I'm doing a Zoom call." <laughs> You're what? <laughs> All good, and, bro. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna get my. I found a. I found a, a spot. Thank you. I found it. Found a spot. It's that's, uh, that's not nearly as messy. So. Here, I'll no, do that's this. a Look that's like a Letterman. You know?
1: You got a nicer backdrop than uh, than I do. You got a nice brick motif and.
0: Like that? Well, that's nice.
1: Yeah, this is, uh, we put this up no long ago. It's just a, uh, it's like a wallpaper kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not handy enough to put real wood up.
0: Oh, <laughs> neither am I. It's all camo, all this stuff. Yeah, this yeah. used, this was, well, if you saw the, up the top of it, it's still all ripped up and whatever, but we did what we did. So
1: cool. Yeah, we still got some molding and stuff to put up. <laughs> um, we're just, you know, taking care of a room at a time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Archer just bellied up to me here and he's got he's the like covered in gray paint right now. Nice. He's been he's been playing with his, his little brother in the hallway that just recently got painted. So nice. anyway, oh there you go. All right. So, so what do nice. you got? Well, how's this gonna work? Um well
1: it's working. We're already rolling. Um so yeah, I just wanted to uh, I guess get to know People more get their stories get them to talk you know have other okay. people that don't know who you are i mean i've known you for a few years now um but other people and especially because of covid we're not able to get to know other people and other bands and and within our music community so i thought this might be a kind of a neat idea
0: so we'll we'll see how it goes
1: okay you know. am i
0: looking am i looking in a weird spot right now does it, does it look like i'm looking at a strange spot
1: uh, well, I mean, one eye's
0: going one way and the other one's going the other way. That's, that's, that's blue, one blue east, one blue west, right? <laughs> the blue eyes. No, you no, no. you look great. Okay. And right. You look great. Why? I just, so. well, well, just smell good too.
1: Smell-o-vision has. <laughs> we don't have smell-o-vision yet, so that's good. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, um, what, how we're
0: gonna, what's going to happen? Are you just going to ask me some questions. Yeah. Where? So, where do you hail from? I'm born and raised here in St. John. Yeah. New Brunswick. Yeah. 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 Uh, so. West Side. I'm a West Sider. If that, uh, for some people that know St. John, is definitely. Yeah. It's probably like most most places, like Newcastle and Chatham. Rain. I'm I'm yeah. a West Sider, born and bred. I uh, spent a little bit of time uptown, but. Yeah. Never made it east or north, and that's that's, that's it. To, to us St. Johners it's important.
1: Yeah I, well I live my wife is from St. John so we uh we spent a few years there and uh we lived in every part of St. John like we lived. Did up you there really? Around, yeah well yeah, we were there until about 2007.
0: And were you playing drums back then or?
1: No that that was during my hiatus when I'd taken some time off and then uh I'd gone to college and met my wife. And then uh, she was from St. John. So we moved there and then had our son. And then opportunity came. Uh, she got some work here. So we moved back to where I'm from, which is Miramichi. So
2: wow.
1: yeah. So I've been here ever since, since, since 2007. So that that's one thing. We, it's funny because you said uh, uptown. St. John is the only place that I know that is doesn't it- have a downtown. It's an uptown.
0: It's an uptown. Yeah.
1: And what? Uptown funk.
0: I, I <laughs> yeah. think it's, it's, uptown it's girl. The, uh, the uptown area. Uh, the downtown part of the uptown is actually at the bottom of the hill next to the water. And everything is up from there. I think that's probably where that comes from. Okay. Um, but I, I, I'm the, I just, I don't know. Why is it West Side and not West End? it's Mm. west side east side north end south end
1: i never noticed that until you just said that
0: yeah it's weird i don't know (laughs) it's just what we do and everything is uh i'm going to quote a james mullinger uh gag he always says you know how how do you know you're from saint john when when you ask get asked for directions it's remember where the zellers used to be (laughs) that's yeah yeah, I can give you directions from where the Kmart used to be on the west side. The Dominion used to be. Yeah. So. Isn't that where, um, <laughs> is
1: that that where the Lansdowne place is now?
0: Uh, there's a couple of places actually. There's no Zellers in Lansdowne anymore. That's okay. gone. Yeah, all the Zellers are gone now in Saint yeah, John. So that's true. Yeah. Right.
1: So you grew up in <laughs> on the west side.
0: I grew uh, up on the west
1: side. Yeah. So how uh, how early did you get into playing
0: music? And was drums the first thing? Drums has been the only thing. Um, I've never played, I I could barely even pick up a guitar correctly. Um, I think at one point, my sister was taking guitar lessons and uh, doing some piano. And I tried, I probably tried to dabble around in the piano a little bit. We had a piano when I was a kid growing up. Um, But it's never been, it's always just been drums. And if I wasn't playing drums, I was playing lacrosse. And uh, lacrosse, and that was th- those are my two my two interests, my two hobbies, right? And uh, luckily, one of them turned out to be uh, a little bit more uh, lasting. The other one, I just got old, and actually lacrosse stopped uh, happening here in Saint John right after the yeah. Canada Games here in eighty five. So,
1: yeah. Okay. So was lacrosse like an in school, like you have like a high school team kind of thing,
0: or was it? No, no, no. It was a league. Um, I started playing lacrosse when I was seven. And picked up playing, taking lessons, playing drums when I was probably around eleven or twelve. Okay. And uh, that's when lacrosse kind of started taking the backseat. But it was always a summer thing, right? And went and drums are year long, year long. So yeah, yeah, um, kept that.
1: So was there anybody else in the family that like you, know, you say your sister is playing piano? Like, where did the drums itself come from? Just something you were naturally drawn to on your own or was there an outside
0: influence like
1: um, family?
0: well there's a i i suppose it's probably better to ask mom but uh mom and dad but uh, dad was a musician okay uh, a singer in, in a couple of uh well-known bands around the city um played a lot of the shows back in high school and a little bit after that he was sort of the at one point sort of the saint john elvis um didn't wear the <laughs> that was back in the Zoot kind of stage and Okay. The, the the DA and he was he was a he was a singer that had a guitar um back then didn't play a whole lot of guitar recorded a little bit but nothing major
1: okay
0: but mostly a singer but we were just I was just brought up on music cuz dad was always listening to it
1: right? okay. and what type and of it, was in the house
0: oh it was uh just a lot of rock and roll a lot of elvis oh I should say that a lot of elvis a lot of uh, willie nelson um, I mean, we used to sit and watch the Lawrence Welk show. So, I mean, we, we, it was everything, really. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and everything on the radio, we always do, our, our summer camp was about, at the time uh, with the old roads, it was about 30 minutes, 35 minutes away. And it's always, the radio came on and we were singing every song that we could. And, you know, that's where, that's where the music sort of stayed with us and uh and even in the summer there was always a, a a bonfire with an acoustic guitar and whatever else and I'd be you know beating on a box somewhere or so trying to keep a, a little bit of time yeah but dad dad had a band um, the the biggest one I think was when I was in middle school my, my dad had a band and um, it was sort of a country rockish kind of band mm-hmm. and uh, it was in they'd rehearse in the basement and I was just mesmerized by uh, my, my. before that, uh, he uh, he turned into my drummer, a uh, drum teacher, but it's Dwayne Patton was the drummer in the band. And I was I just sat there and listened to him for hours and just mm-hmm. loved, loved it. And uh, eventually started taking lessons from him.
1: Okay, so I'm so, assuming he let you, like were the drums? always in your basement like did he have like a practice kit he kept there or did he have to
0: nope. <laughs>
1: set it up and tear it down every time or?
0: he set it up and tore it down because he was playing he's probably playing in another band another couple bands around locally so he he just set up what he needed to and then,
1: okay. and
0: then I think uh in middle school I got my first set of Westbury's and um before that it was a like an old kick drum snare drum hi-hat kind of setup. up hmm. um did a lot of Practicing to I, actually, it's funny because we were listening to this the other day at Mom and Dad's house. Um, I had my sons down for my birthday party, mm-hmm. and we were listening to the Beach Boys live. I don't know the the album specifically, but I do remember playing the hell of it out of it when I was a kid, and uh, that's what I grew up. I, I well, I shouldn't say grew up on, but I, that's what I was first taught was the Beatles, uh, the Beatles, and uh, the Beach Boys, and all the surfer kind of stuff mama yeah. and papa and yeah, yeah keep a basic four on the floor on the kick drum and and then sort of Dwayne was more of a rock drummer and uh, a real heavy hitter so it was easy to learn the jerry mercer stuff from him and right. uh, the john bonham stuff yeah, yeah. Was,
1: so, yeah so the lessons you were taking was it more to like to music or was it like very rooted in rudimentary stuff
0: uh no it's mostly music yeah okay. Yeah, we did. We I, I didn't, and I still haven't learned a lot of the stuff. I mean, we've talked about this before, right? You know, <laughs> we have. <laughs> you're, you're, you post these instructional things, and you're you're whacking away on the on the drum pad. And I'm like, I don't even know the name of what you just did. But in fact, here's a here's a funny little story along that line. Yeah, I was filling.
1: Oh, you just cut.
0: And, uh, he, he whenever he's in a he's got something else to do or whatever he gives me a call and i and i i'm like the sub the fun substitute teacher come in and show the kids how to spin their sticks and we played along to music and we had some fun and uh, anyways one of the i was i was showing the kids something and one of the students uh he said oh that was really cool and i said yeah i don't I, i'm not exactly what. A, I don't know exactly what it's called. He says, "Oh, no, that's that's called a herda." You're playing a herda. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm, I'm doing this, and then I'll do this, right? And I like, I don't know. I know paradiddles, double strokes. You know, five stroke rolls, six yeah. stroke rolls, seven, eight, nine stroke rolls. Yeah, just, just add <laughs> no. a number
1: and just keep going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flams. I know flams. I know flam. No, I don't even know what a flambeau is. I've, I've heard that. T- I've heard that term before. Oh, stop like, it! Stop it! Know. You're very. You're. You're far more learned than I am.
1: Uh, no, I don't think so.
0: I think, you yeah. <laughs> I think they make
1: it. They make. it. If any of my students, uh, I'm going to be starting lessons up again. If any of my students hear this, they'll probably be like, "Why am I taking lessons from him? He doesn't know what he's talking about." <laughs>
0: Hey, man, I, is drum kit. <laughs> like I, I, I walk. Oh, of course, the, the little kids come in and they they're shocked first of all that, you know, the drum teacher isn't there, mm. and then this weird, bearded kind of guy is sitting in the in the room. You didn't have a
1: baseball
0: uh, bat, did you? <laughs> oh no, Lucille stayed home, right? <laughs> okay, okay. But uh, no, I've, uh, I've, you know, I, I look at them. Okay, okay. Here's what you're going to learn today drumming is step one have fun and if you're sure. not smiling then let's not do it right so and that's i sort of i guess that's how i just approach my drumming yeah you know that's just i that's, just have fun and whatever don't don't ask me to play the same thing twice exactly
2: hmm.
0: never going to happen no um, i'd love it to happen but you know a speck well, of dust flies across in front of me and a squirrel and next again <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, two things. One, that's exactly the same approach that I had in giving lessons. It's one, it's about having fun. Um, yeah. There's a bit of structure to it, just to get them to have something to progress along to. But it's, I mean, some of the stuff that I do, I play like a matching game. Like okay. I'll I'll play one beat, and then I'll get them to play it behind me, or I'll do a drum fill, but I'll do it slow enough so that you know they can see where I'm going with it, and then they try to, to mimic it. So then eventually they put it all together and then they're playing the beat and then they'll play that drum fill back into the beat kind of thing. So it's all these little, I try to make it more like in like a game type of a thing as opposed to, you know, here's a chart, you know it's right, left, right, left, right, left, like whatever sticking it is like, you know if it's triplets or, you know that ends up working into it and they end up doing it but they're not learning it off the page so much as they're learning it off of the, the instinct of where to go next. Okay. And and having fun, you know, so that's, so that's that. I had a second point and I forgot what it was. Okay. (laughs) That's how this is going (laughs) to go. That's all right. That's all right. Um, No, my other thing was um, with that approach, and I find that that's something that needs to be harnessed with kids today, Um, because especially now with, you know, with COVID and, and, you know, kids aren't able to get out and, and do that kind of stuff is that something you're like looking into maybe getting into yourself giving lessons
0: again I, I have a hard time justifying giving asking for money for something that i i was never technically taught how to do you know um i, I uh we, I, I like that. you know we talked we talked about uh to to the the drum teacher that I was subbing in for, he asked if if I was available for some more lessons and there's an opening and would you be interested in doing it? And I said, you know what, I'd rather just be the fun substitute guy that comes in and kind of just has Correctly. fun and. Yeah, well, you know, kind of <laughs> destroys about three months' worth of uh, lessons. And you know, uh, you know, because we, when I got lessons originally from my first drum teacher, it was. You know, you got to learn the basics and here's the basics Beach Boys, this is this is if you can get the the groove and the feel and how, how it all sort of. I I guess it's uh, song structure as well that I had to learn. Um, We just played a lot to a lot of different songs and, and it was fun, although you know there's a couple of times where we I had to hunker down and learn mama, pop, uh, you know, and the paradiddles and that kind of stuff. Yeah. We didn't spend a whole lot of time on that because it just sort of started happening naturally, you know, in a way. Um, he showed me how to do a shuffle uh, and then something else happened. And next thing I you know, I'm sort of doing a weird kind of purdy shuffle that I didn't even know I could do, but it just happens. Right. It just sort of yeah, all natural. it. it yeah, I I can. I've never sat down with a practice pad and spent a lot of time playing. So
2: um,
0: I guess whatever I do is is mostly natural. I took some lessons from another teacher that that tried to get me into looking at a book with with uh, rudiments and whatever. And that was like you know it even hit humidity said so, you know you could have been a really good drummer if you would have kind of stuck to it. But you learned as much as you needed to know to go out and play in bars. And then, well, okay, you're not wrong. You know, I was playing in bars when I was 17 and a half, 18. Yeah, but so.
1: like there's, I guess that there's book smart and there's street smart. Both have their place and yeah. both are, can be successful. I mean, you look at, uh, well, especially music, but if you look at people like Dave Grohl and, and a couple of other names that are escaping it, they dropped out of school yeah. and pursued their passion and did what felt that they needed to do and they've become successful because of that so I don't think we can discount the book learning versus you know the on the job learning you know the just doing it because I'm not I never took lessons I mean my brother played drum and uh, I kind of would sneak and watch what he was doing and figure stuff out but I never never really took lessons he gave me a dvd one time um Dave Weckl back to basics i watched yeah. that like countless times and i guess that was sort of the how to do things but it was never really like in a lesson format right so yeah i i think there's a lot of value and in, in especially what you can bring that i think you could
0: be a rocking teacher from yeah. uh, well
2: but that's all I'm, one,
0: I'm not yeah step one have fun right yeah exactly, after, after right? that yeah you know i've um I've been like I said, I've been playing in bars since I was probably 17 and a half or 18. I remember I was in I was in grade 12 when my first drum teacher decided to leave a band. And he he gave me the thumbs up to try out for the band. And that's how I I got into my first bar band um, called Roadhouse in the city. And it was a well known rock band. And that's a great um, name. See, yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) And it, it was a great band. Um, and we get to play some pretty cool shows. We played up in Fredericton and Saint John. We played the, the big bars back back in the day, and then um, that was starting to get a little a little um, too regular, I think, at the time for me. And then I got a call from actually, I had a, uh, I was at a bar one night, and this big guy comes over and puts his hand on my shoulder and says, "Hey, buds, you interested in playing for me?" And I didn't really know who he was at the time. <laughs> Maybe. you know turns out that it's uh, kenny mcphee who is now julian austin right um, okay a big country guy yeah and uh so kenny kind of julian sort of took me under his wing at the time and uh, i knew a couple of guys in the band um actually the drummer that was in the band prior to prior to me and there was there's a long list of great drummers in the band but uh, he had just left and uh and Kenny was looking Julian was looking for a drummer at the time so that was my first sort of well boys I'm uh gonna go play with him now so see you later right um and that that, that was cool because we were playing original teams which was yeah it was kind of neat it was that was my start to original teams
1: so do you, um, uh,
0: did you tour with them no like we didn't really I mean across? some some no no we did some shows with uh in in Moncton Fredericton, St. John area you know nothing, nothing major so was
1: before he started going across Canada. Um,
0: yeah, well, I, I've never I never made it up past Ontario, actually, back even back in the day. But uh, I was I was in St. John playing with uh, Toys in the Attic. That was, uh, that was Kenny's band at the time. And he um, uh, the guitar player and I were at a party and he disappeared for a while. And he came back to the party and he said, I was just over at the Club Six High. Um, and there's a band over there and I just found out they needed a drummer the drummer's quitting and they need a drummer for next week. <laughs> so, and he said, and they're really good, man. You got to check them out. So we jumped in the car and headed back over to the bar. And I, I was talking to the sound guy as the boys were playing. And it was a band called Cradle out of Halifax and they were an agency 2000 band, um, and toured all around the, the Maritimes and then Quebec. and know Mm -hmm. we spent we spent a lot of uh time in newfoundland but but anyways yeah so i I met them and uh they said are you interested in doing this i said well i'd like to try out anyways
1: yeah what type of music was that
0: it was uh it was pop rock rock stuff um would have been around what early 90s or uh it was like 89 no it'd be early 90s yeah so like early 90 91 92 and it was everything that you were everybody was playing back then um like even as far as i think we played some living color um some wingers some a little bit of everything back in the day it was a it was the big hair and the, yeah. everybody, you know our our thing was everybody was wearing neon um and it was a one of those atlantic canada's number one party bands we, yeah. had, we had a lot of inflatable uh like a shark and beach balls and stuff like that. We'd throw them out into the crowd. Actually, we, we played the Bohemian a couple times with that band back in the day. I don't know if you remember the bow or not. That's, uh, that's up your way. No? Bathurst? Uh, we played the Opera House. Yeah. Remember that?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah so, I remember that. Sad day when that so,
0: Yeah, I mean, there was a whole bunch of weird stuff. But We, we were in there during, um, uh, who's the? The mass merger. Uh, Raymond Legere.
1: Alan Legere.
0: Yeah. Alan Legere. Yeah, yeah. So we were up in that area, like actually playing at, I think we played the Opera House that night. That he was in, supposedly in that area. The the RCMP escorted us to our hotel and really? back to the bar. And, oh yeah, yeah, it was weird. So yeah, we, that that was a that was a, a big run. Um, played with him for probably a year and a half, two years, and then uh, we sort of. I think it's still sort of hazy. I I quit, the the guitar player fired me sort of all in one big kind of thing, but-
1: Yeah, um, time to move on, I guess.
0: Well, yeah, and I I called up dad and I said, well, you know, here here I go. Um, Can you come pick me up in Halifax? And him and my best friend, Ronnie, jumped in a truck and came up, picked me up and we got my stuff out of the storage room and and, uh, we got home and opened up a case of beer. And he said, okay, he said, now, I want you to put your drums in the corner and you're going to sit here for three months. Those drums are going to be over there in the corner. And after the three months, if you want to jump on them again and start playing back out on tour, go for it. And if not, it's time to get a job or go to school, one or the other. Okay. And, uh, within the first, you know, two or three weeks, I got an offer to go and join another band from Halifax. Um, But I stuck to my guns and I told and I promised dad I'd do it so um, I kind of watched a couple of different offers go by Um, and I just kind of moved on got a job and uh, then I started on my other my other my other career which is the the technical side of it yeah yeah yeah.
1: so so moving into that like so I don't know everybody know I mean I know because I know you but uh so you you work at harbor station
0: I do, yeah, TV station now.
1: A TV station.
0: But yeah, yeah. But so before were, that- it,
1: You were the operations manager at Harvard stations for a number of years.
0: Yeah, I have, yeah. 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 And before yeah. that it was the technical director at the Imperial.
1: Okay. And that's all like behind the scenes, doing sound yeah, that, and
0: that kind of stuff? Um, I was mostly lighting because, I mean, back in, when I was playing in Cradle, you had to set up the lighting before you set up your drums. Yeah right so i learned all how to set up a lighting system and and all that sort of stuff and uh and then i met a lot of guys out in the doing it in the industry and back then i mean when we were touring it was a 28 foot cube band full of like full of gear and there was a little bit of stage gear yeah. uh, but big massive pas and nobody was going out with at least without at least like 64 fire 64s and you know Racks upon racks of lighting and, and dimmers and, and all that sort of stuff. So I, I started getting into it then and I was in back in high school. I was in the theater arts program yeah. or the, the stage crew back then. It just meant I got you know, certain classes off because of assemblies and musicals and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I always had my hand in it. Um, and then I moved to uh, I, I sort of went through a couple different jobs and I, I was down working at a festival. And uh, when the when the theater was being built, I met up with one of the one of the guys that was basically there hired just to start the building up, and uh, he said, "You should come apply for something up there." And I said, "Well, I don't know what I could do." And he said, "Well, you know, just get your foot in the door." So I applied for a spotlight operator's job, and within I don't know maybe six months, I was the head technician, and another year later, I was the uh, the technical director. Just I just sucked it all in just loved it
2: yeah you know
0: and that's when i was playing working 60 to 80 hours a week and like no time for drums so i took that's when i had my head yes i hit yeah. uh i took some time uh, got married had two kids uh, then eventually moved down to harbor station as the ops manager down there and mm-hmm. it's a, it's been a great opportunity for me
1: so being the ops manager at Harvestation, that would have been probably while I was living in Harvest or in St. John. So did yeah. you get to work with some of those big bands that would roll through, like Motley Crue and and that type of stuff? Like yep. Yep. Okay. yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Kiss and Motley Crue and all those kind of guys. Well, you never deal with the band directly, right? You always deal no. with the the production right. managers and the, the yeah and the road crews and stuff. And some of them have uh, some great memories. Some of them are you know kind of pains in the ass but you know it's a, yeah. uh, it's it's amazing to see those kind of things go up in the air um,
1: yeah
0: you know Does it remember?
1: It, go ahead sorry
0: i just can't imagine having to like i did a little bit of touring but not to that level you know to mm-hmm. be able to go out and do that night after night town mm-hmm. after town you know at the end of the at the end of the night when i was done setting the show up or helping to set show up uh, even before I was the ops manager back at the, at the theater where I was working there, you know, I put in 12 or 14 hours in the day and be exhausted. These guys are jumping on a bus, sleeping for four hours and go to the next venue and doing it all over again the next day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's amazing, those guys.
1: So, oh, yeah. I mean, bands live and die by their road crew. I mean, Yeah. Without the crew, they, there's nothing. They're...
0: Yeah, it's amazing. You know, you, you can really tell when you get guys up on stage thinking their own crew. Like, yeah. Time after time after time, I, I, you know, and that's I guess something that I I appreciate a lot. And when I get to uh when I get to thank the guys that are are helping us out, you know, with with Kendra or with whatever band I'm, in, I, I just you know, those guys are the ones that are showing up three hours before I am to set up, you know, yeah. all the PA and stuff just to deal with this chucklehead. And, you know, and I, I go out and make a bunch of racket for an hour and a half, and, and they make it sound and look good. And at the end of the night, I pack my stuff up, shove it into my matrix, and move on to the next play, or next show or go home. Yeah. And uh, they got another show coming up the next day. So
1: yeah.
0: You know, but everybody. Uh,
1: I remember you posted a picture of um, Neil Peart's kit uh, with your 20 year old guy. Yeah. So you got to like see and be and did you get to touch the drum kit?
0: I didn't want to. I was shaking. I was yeah. shaken. That actually, what um, that was one of the coolest experiences because my son was um, started playing drums when he was about three, and he just took to it. He's he's amazing. He's uh, sixteen now. Um, plays guitar and bass and keyboard. And uh, actually, today he yesterday he just sent me a, a, a song down via the interweb, and uh, he wants me to play drums to it and then send it back to him. Uh, but he's he's writing his own stuff whatever anyways at the time for his birthday all he wanted to do was go to the rush concert with me so we we got tickets and uh, I I pulled in a favor from a friend of mine who works uh, for the the uh, promotion company and uh, uh, got some uh, you know half decent seats you know right in the middle sort of thing and uh, took him when he was about I think he was about nine and he took him to his first concert. which just happened to be the last Rush concert that we were going to see down here. Wow.
2: Um,
0: but on top of that, I kind of tried to pull a, a couple extra favors, and we got a little backstage tour with Lauren, his uh, Neil's drum tech, and uh, and Rick and Nett, who, who was the promoter at the time, came down and helped. Wow. So, so yeah, Ryan gets to sit on the on the riser, and you know he was just mesmerized. Had never seen uh, Rush play. I think on like in a video or something and then next thing you know he's sitting on this guy's drum kit uh and then two hours later he's watching the show and the pyros going off and the everything that rush brings to the show and he was just mesmerized it was awesome yeah yeah so I was, it was really fortunate to be able to give that to him as a yeah you
1: know,
0: that pull i don't pull too many too many favors from too many people because i know it's usually they get bombarded with you know oh, favors yeah. and oh, stuff but fast. i yeah and, and I had I mean, to do that
1: like, knowing who neil is like he was obviously he wasn't even in town yet he was probably just riding on his motorbike not even well he, he maybe
0: but i knew that he, he definitely was not going to meet him but no. i'll tell you uh lauren gave uh ryan a pair of drumsticks that that neil used for soundcheck he was actually it was after soundcheck so he was in town um but so we walked out they walked us straight back out in the lobby and there's, you know, me, Ryan and I walking out, Ryan's got a set of drumsticks and everybody's like, oh, look, look at the cool little dude with the drumsticks right on, man. I was like, you don't even know. These are Neil's and he just touched them like three hours ago, man. Yeah. This kid's a legend right now as far as yeah, I'm It's yeah. my own son.
1: It's That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah, He's going to hold on and cherish that. And,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope so. And then, you know, it. it at uh about 13 or so, 14, maybe he he turned around and said, Dad, I don't think I want to play drums anymore. And I was crushed. I was like, What oh. are you talking about? You don't want to play drums anymore. He goes, Yeah, nobody sees you when you're playing drums, Dad. <laughs> I said, Well, you're right. But then he picked up guitar and he just he's amazing. He's just a natural at anything he touches. So, yeah,
1: I saw the like there's a video. I don't know if you still have it on your Facebook, but from harvest when you were uh, filling yeah. in with terry whalen and, and uh, he got up and played like man yeah got, first time playing in front it. of
0: anybody that he didn't know right yeah. and he just he was a pro just a pro and he i was like man were you nervous he goes no dad they were all drunk
1: <laughs> <laughs> he knows the deal knows yeah, the deal. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's a that uh that bar in Fredericton. That's a pretty sweet bar. I mean, it, it's small, it's cramped, but it you know uh, the Lunar Rogue, I believe, it was, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I played there when I was with Terry. Uh, we, I played there for a Harvest with him, and uh,
0: it's a it's a great gig. And and Terry gig. was so gracious that they invite me, and then um you know Terry uh uh we, we talked about it a little bit, Ryan and I, because it was a pub. And I could get him in to at least watch. And then I said, you know what? Maybe I'll just ask Terry. And I asked Terry if it was okay, and he's said, man, absolutely. Yeah. You know, get him get him to bring his guitar. And uh, you know, so at one point, I mean, there's Terry and Terry Jr. playing together, and I was always in awe of that. You know, I think yeah. that's great. And then to be able to sit there and you know, watch my son play, and you know, the rest of my family was there. My lady was there my, my son was there actually Brian's Brian's mom was there uh my parents and a couple of other friends and they just we get to watch this kid have his first show and it was man it's amazing
1: it was it was impressive yeah, yeah yeah he's got some he's got some skills man
0: yeah and and his older brother's going to be the the entertainment lawyer i'm pretty sure <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's pretty sure yeah he's yeah we're uh we we ryan and i are good at lifting stuff and his mom and her and my my other my oldest son are are the smart ones so <laughs> it works
1: there you go yeah so um so your main gig now well other than not doing anything like the rest of us um is with <laughs> with uh, the kendrick gail band mm. uh, being you are the band,
0: I am the band. Yeah,
1: and uh, well, that's, uh, so that's my. Fa- you, I don't know if
0: you heard that or not. That's my five-year, five-month-old puppy getting a little rangy with my, my older dog. Sorry, <laughs> they're they're like three feet away from the tablet here, so it, it <laughs> might go, if if everything goes this way. It's <laughs> <Yes. all> <laughs> sorry, sorry,
1: it's perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so your your latest album, Picking and Screaming," which was released a few years ago, um, you guys reported that in PEI.
0: Uh, no, Cape Breton, actually, in, oh, in right. Sydney,
1: okay.
0: just outside of Sydney, actually, at um, Lakewind, um, Lakewind Sound Studios. That's I where other are
1: thinking it's in PEI.
0: Where... No, 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 it's Cape Breton. We have uh, we have a lot of great friends up in, in Cape Breton, in Sydney in particular, in that area, and uh, we we were shopping around for a, a place to, to record the album,
2: yeah.
0: and um, Fred Lavery, who owns the studio um, we had met a couple different times through, uh, we did a fundraiser in Sydney the year before. And, um, it was the cancer patient care fundraiser, um, for the the hospital there. And we were asked to play and we went, so we drove up and played our 20 minute set and they treated us like, like Kings. And we had, we had a great time. And Fred's band played as well. And, um, so that was our connection and, and we were at the, the following ECMAs and we were kind of putting feelers out in in, Cape, in Sydney yeah. uh, that we were looking for a place to report. And, uh, we, we were actually told that, Hey, Fred's looking for you. And, okay, mm-hmm. so we, we went not he was at a, uh, was at one of those conferences at during the ECMAs and, and, uh, we talked a little bit and he said, so you, if you're interested, we can, we can work out a deal and, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so, yeah, we went up there and spent two weeks, We two separate weeks. The first week we, uh, it, was, it wasn't was even a week, I guess, a couple of days, but we, we got sounds the first day and then recorded six or seven tracks in that first day. Mm-hmm. And then uh, four more the next day. And then went back to uh, went back home for a couple of weeks, um, raised up a couple of more shekels from playing gigs and then went back up and finished the other six songs and, because uh, yeah. all those uh, and then, were what's
1: that? all those songs were tried and tested. Like from, because I remember, like yeah, everything that you guys were doing in your shows were all made on the album. All yeah. those songs were really well worked out, and like all the parts were there. So, like yeah. when I listen to that album, I almost feel like I'm in the room with you guys, and it has that live feel. Because I'm from, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys did a lot of it like off the floor, right?
0: All of it yeah we did all of it uh there was a couple of uh, guitar overdubs that something was just a little bit needed yeah um and a couple of vocal uh doubling on some vocals of background vocals and whatever and i think there was a couple of tambourines that got added in yeah uh, there was one time one no. song where the the yeah. tempo kind of got away from us a little bit so we stopped trying no. again but basically it was almost everything was live off the floor in one track and um
2: no
0: and we wanted yeah. to do that because, you know, nobody believed that a two piece band uh, can sound full. And we just wanted to kind of prove to people that we could do it and oh, still, you know, because every the, the two other albums that Kendra had put out as a band, the band CDs, mm-hmm. um, had bass and keyboard and all these other big production to it. And uh, so we just thought, you know what, let's go and just do what we do and have fun and see how it works out. So
1: That's my favorite record. From
0: uh, that catalog. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, no, it, no,
1: I'm, I'm it really feels good. Like when you're listening to it, it really does have that that feel, that vibe. It swings. Like that's one thing that about in your drumming, and it I guess it comes back from when you were learning, just learning on playing those Beach Boy records. Like it, it has a nice swing to it. Like that's just part yeah. of the style.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Exactly. I've got, I. I'm not a chops guy and I'm not a, a speed guy. So I guess the only thing that's left is groove, right? And I try to do my best to keep a, a groove in there and, and keep, you know, just keep people's toes tapping. And, you know, we, we listen back at stuff that we do and go, eh, it's not really there yet. Or,
1: yeah.
0: you know, some, some songs are, here's my version of punk or here's my version of uh, hard rock or here's my blue version of a, uh, Tried true blues group, but Mm -hmm. it all ends up sort of at the same feel.
1: Yeah.
0: One way or the other.
1: It's one of my favorite records.
0: Well, thanks, man.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So anyway.
0: Well, that's that's you know, and Kendra God, she's so easy to work with and and we write she writes stuff. She well, she'll she'll come in with ideas, but she won't have a complete song because she knows that when we get together. I'll come up with a beat that she probably wasn't thinking of. I mean, she's a very good drummer herself. And uh, so she writes-
1: That dynamic where she is a drummer, um, if I'm not mistaken, she started out as a drummer. Yeah. And so, I mean, she would have like a very different uh, take on a particular riff that she's writing probably in her head. And then you'd come in and do something totally off from what she was thinking. That whole collaboration, like, does she ever come to you and like, you know, that's not really what I was thinking or
0: every now and then, every yeah. now, and then. it does happen. Yeah. But, but not very often. I mean, um and uh, and I'll give her, sometimes I can give her two or three different choices and, yeah. and we'll, we'll, we've done this. We've, we have beat a song to death for a couple of years now. I mean, we've been together seven, almost seven, eight years now. And uh, there's been times where it just, it wasn't working. And she'll let me know that it's not happening, or or I'll just kind of go, you know what, maybe that's not quite right. Um, in fact, there's been a couple of songs in the, the last bit of writing that we've done. Um it, that she brought back a song that we were working on for a while and never really went anywhere. And and she just played it a little bit differently. And as soon as she did that, my brain went to a totally different side and went, oh, okay, this is what needs to go in. That's finally it. Okay. So. Yeah. The the process is kind of pretty basic, but again, you know, she'll, she'll start a groove and I'll have, you know, within the first two or three bars, I'll have something in my head right away. It's just, we're connected pretty, pretty tightly that way.
1: Yeah. So you guys sending things back and forth digitally because of COVID?
0: Uh, We were, yeah. Um, Luckily we, uh, we actually did get together a couple different times. We've, we've, we've been, very very fortunate being a two-piece band it gives us a little bit more freedom because the you know there's uh the numbers with covid's mostly the numbers game right so okay. two two guys in a, or two people in a band uh versus five instantly your numbers if the band numbers are lower than the bar can have more people or the you know the festival that you play at uh is a little bit they, they would they'll take you a little bit easier maybe I think I don't know and and we're just we just want to have fun and I think maybe that's some of the reason why we're getting some extra gigs as well right so
1: yeah, yeah unfortunately but, being but, old, gone back to Orange again for St. John and, and Moncton like you had that- well prime prime
0: example I, I should be coming home from Moncton right now from the show that we were supposed to do last night yeah that got canceled or postponed I guess we're gonna we're and we were, we were talking about another date for that. And I think we're gonna wait until the middle of January to, to do it. Uh, we were given an option of a couple of weeks from now, uh, but I think we're gonna let it kind of sit. You know, it's, it's so important just to try to stay, stay safe. And especially with my job, uh, my, my day job, I can't really play around with it too much. Uh, mm-hmm. If I catch it, it's, there's a lot of people that get affected. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty pretty cautious, right?
1: So, so I should have asked you to wear a mask <laughs> I don't want to see your face <laughs> um, so being that you've done quite a few different styles of bands and played in different bands um, what uh, what work are you most proud of that you've done
0: uh, Kendra sure yeah for sure yeah yeah no I, I um, I've I've been lucky to play in in a bunch of bands, um, a bunch of cover bands and uh, a a couple of original bands, but this is, it was a weird situation that got Kendra and I together. And it just, it's just the right fit, right? We we're like brother and sister. Um, What we do, we have fun doing, Um, there's no pressure. You know, there's been a couple of times where we're like getting a little little wrangy because things aren't happening fast enough. And then, you know, she'll just kind of go, eh, it's okay. no, just relax. You know? wow. I'm like, oh, ah, why are we doing this way? You know, <laughs> it's okay, you know. Yeah. Like this COVID thing is driving me crazy. And I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? She goes, Yeah, yeah, well, there's gonna be more kinks, don't worry, you know. Yeah. Um, but to to be able to do a, a thing like kicking and screaming, um the shows that we've done, um, yeah, you guys you know, have dope, pretty big stages. Yeah, we've we've been really lucky. Yeah, we've uh, we've played some some great spots. I mean, some of the the best stages are the small ones too, right? Yeah, the you know playing to playing to twenty people in a snowstorm up in Bathurst, and yeah. those twenty people we still keep in touch with, or playing at Terry Whalen's barn. Yeah, uh, you know, just to put it in your your sort of neck of the woods.
2: Yeah, um,
0: but. It's the people that we meet, and you don't get to do that in the bigger shows, um, and especially in the in the large the festivals where you just sort of you, you show up and they stick you on, and then you're you're gone, and they sort of oh here's here's your hat, but you hurry moving on, right? Yeah. Um, but that that happens in the bigger festivals, but uh, some of the smaller ones we get to stick around and hang out with, and, yeah, and they're fun. Now, I mean, back in the cradle days. We were playing at the Misty Moon and and uh, the Crazy Horse and uh, oh it's the, the place in Smooth Hermans in in Sydney in the bigger bars uh, the cabarets and we were playing to you know at the Crazy Horse held twenty five hundred people the night that we played for we opened for Meatloaf right? it was crazy uh, you opened right for Meatloaf Meatloaf uh, yeah we did Meatloaf we opened for Lee Aaron uh, Joan Jet um, I think it was like a tragically hit the the Road Apples band. I think was was a big one at the Misty Moon. It Might have been. Eh, there's a, there's been a lot of great bands that I, you know and back in the scene, back in the day, it was 2,500 people would cram into a bar. Yeah, you know, and these are big massive bars, and and they'd stay open till three. You didn't start until eleven o'clock, right? Yeah. And so, uh, I've sort of seen over the I don't know. I'm 51 now, so however many years it is, uh, I've been lucky enough to see the, the the biggest the you know the big the big shows, and then down to playing it. Uh, well, what's the, What's the place in in uh, in the she there with the uh, Donahue's? No, no. I love that. I love them. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, it was, it's it's right. It's a small little place right next to the coffee shop. Oh, Milko. No, um, no.
1: Um, next to the. Uh,
0: the the one that we played together, the uh, on top of the uh, the Goodie Shop. No, no, no. Right in between those two spots, is the it's a little tiny, tiny, tiny bar. Oh, um, the boulevard it used to be called the Boulevard. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's,
1: okay. the, it's the uh, Apparel Lounge now. Okay. So yeah.
0: there, yeah, we played okay. at the Boulevard, and it was it was like I had enough room for my snare drum and a kick drum, I think. And, That's and funny because was... we
1: played when we were the Dubiassis, and we were doing more of a kind of a country western punk vibe. Um, we had five piece up there.
0: Where? <laughs> <laughs> at the at the window or
1: <laughs> no no it was like against the where the where the TV is like we're on your way yeah. the way to the bathrooms yeah yeah. I was using a, like a 3P, I had like a floor tom and a kick snare, so yeah. I had like one crash in my ride, I had it like on top of my bass drum you yeah. know, in the room, and then so there was me and Jack and Sean and his cousin Dale was playing uh, rhythm guitar at the time and then we had uh, a guest with us, uh, Tommy Dawson he was playing harmonica, so we had wow. five of us in, that, in that little area, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, that's <laughs> and, crazy. Anyone on know, the boulevard knows it's it's like basically a little closet area that you, the band sets up in, like as far as room goes, because there's tables and then you have to have room for people to get by to get to the restrooms. So it's exactly it's, it's yeah. a very small place. Yeah,
0: we played it's in a place. We, we did a, a place called Not My Dog in Toronto, and uh, it was one of our our little road trips up to Ontario, and we showed up. And the lady, uh, you know, walked in the door. It it was a similar bar, like just a straight down sort of alleyway kind of bar. And uh, the lady said, "Uh, here's where you're going to play. And it's like, okay, we're going to play here. Good. And don't stomp your feet because the people upstairs will complain because the building shakes. Shakes. So anyways, yeah. Oh." Well, it was, we played pretty quiet, but we had a great time. And, you know, it was, I, I, we got there and, and, uh, I said, geez, I I hope we're going to make some money. Is it a cover, cover charge thing at the door, Kendra? And she said, no, it's a Pasture Hat. We drove to Toronto for a Pasture Hat. Well, it turned out to be like our best gig, you know, the whole, the whole four or five shows that we did up there. And as far as monetarily, we did a, we did a house, uh, house concert up there as well, which was, great
2: right, you know yeah
0: so but yeah we've been lucky we played you know every i think on our bio it says from from a closet to a to a, a festival right we'll, we'll play yeah. just about anywhere so.
1: yeah because yeah, you guys did the ecmas a couple of years ago um music new brunswick a couple of times
0: yeah we've we've been we've been lucky we played two or three four well kendra started playing the ecmas when she was 14 um, just doing acoustic things and little pop-up shows and whatever else. And my first one was uh oh I can't remember it was in PEI my very first one I was nervous nervous and by that time Kendra's like don't worry about it stuff <laughs> kidding me it's easy made oh my god yeah, yeah. you know because you know from from cover band boy right I, yeah. I that was a that was a big deal playing in front of industry people and, and whatever else and now i'm still get nervous playing shows i do yeah i do get nervous i don't um, i don't get as nervous about who's in the crowd anymore it's just whether or not you know how the night's going to go and whatever else um, if i don't feel it hmm. i get nervous because i don't know what's going to happen um, okay. sometimes it's funny i was talking to camera the other day and i You know, it's just some days you just, I don't even know if the gig's going to happen because I I just don't feel it like the day before. And sure enough, this weekend, I I was supposed to play in in Moncton on Friday night with Matt Landry band Mm -hmm. and then Saturday night in Moncton with Kendra uh, for the SSI soundstage online thing. And I didn't, I didn't have any premonitions of either one of them. So I was kind of like, yeah, this is probably not going to
1: happen. Probably not going to
0: happen. Yeah, sure enough, canceled. Yeah, but
1: yeah, we were supposed to have um, a band, I won't say rehearsal, because we're going to start writing new
0: material, so
1: whatever you, ah. call, whatever you call that, and yeah. uh, Sean being in Moncton.
0: Um, I call it good, is what I call it. That's
1: awesome. Good, a good time. Yeah, um, yeah so, because Jack has about, I don't know, he says about 10 or 12 songs. He has about basically enough for a new album, which I haven't heard yet. So, wow. Yeah, well, he's been writing during this whole COVID thing and he had a bunch of songs before. Um, yeah. There's a couple of songs that we used to do a different way. And as you know, we, we changed their name and we kind of went more in, in a heavier direction. So some of the softer songs that we used to do don't fit anymore. So he's kind of reworked those. Um, so there's, yeah, there's, there's material there enough for another album. So I haven't heard any of it. So we were supposed to get together on Friday no. to start that process and sure enough covid says no. Cool. Um, yeah, oh, exactly. So I'm sure I'm sure Jack and I will get together again just the two of us to kind of start that process and hey. I'll usually record it and send it to Sean and you know Monk and Mike we'll, we'll have to do figure something out to, to get the wheels moving at least yeah. you know for our own sanity if if not shows at least you know do that.
0: Yeah. You got to at least keep going, right? That's uh, when the when we first get locked down. um, I get kind of locked out of my space. I have a oh cat. Who's this now? This is Rory. Rory. Oh, look at the markings.
1: He's beautiful. Got his name from one of the uh, Doctor Who companions.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah you're a Hoovian, aren't you? I'm a Hoovian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've 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 been a little uh, I've been a little absent the last couple of years. Um, I don't know, it just hasn't been a David Tennant's one of my one of my favorite ones for sure. But I, I'm still a, a sonic uh,
1: screwdriver top. on
0: there. Oh, you do not look at yeah. that. That's awesome.
1: See, that's the that's the tenth Doctor's uh sonic screwdriver. So it's David Tennant.
0: Um, Is it David Tennant. right
1: on. yeah. Yeah, uh, my wife and I got matching tattoos on our tenth anniversary. Right. Ah, that's wicked with the 10th, 10th doctor 10th anniversary um perfect so our 20th is coming up and there isn't 20 doctors so we got to figure something else out
0: no that's right that's right
1: <laughs> only that's,
0: that's very cool though <laughs> I, I, I grew up i mean we only had three channels down here at one point and everybody was watching mpbn at one point which is the main public broadcasting network and uh that's dr who was on there all the time so it was a tom baker Big, big, big Tom Baker guy. Yeah.
1: So who, um, who's your who's your main doctor? Tom
0: Baker. Tom for Baker. Sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then David Tennant's probably my next favorite. I, I just something about that character did really well for me. Yeah. Uh, and the storylines were a little bit, were pretty cool as well. So, yeah. Did I leave so just a second. Yeah, right did I leave my jacket up here? Right there. It's right left left yeah. Here. Sorry. My, yeah. my son's looking for his jacket in the middle of chaos here if i if i spun this thing around you well a camel would kick my ass <laughs> and b uh, you'd be pretty surprised
1: yeah um, like i i positioned the camera just to see what's in frame everything else yep. is just like a tornado it's a chaos so I, I was allowed i was allowed this shot that's it
0: that there you go yeah <laughs> yes, dear. Um,
1: yeah we'll, we'll wrap this up <laughs> real, real soon anyway um so what, doing all of this, it's hard to stay positive and, and keep going. What what do you uh, get your motivation from, your inspiration from now to, because you're always, whenever I'm talking to you, I always smile and laugh because you're always so upbeat and positive. Um, where does that come from?
0: Um, well, it has to do with Kendra. As far as playing goes, um, like I said, she's so laid back and just does. I, you know, there's very, very little that lets, that that role that bothers her. She kind of rolls everything off, which is a saving grace because I, I was getting pretty owly at one point, um just, just getting frustrated and you know why why we couldn't get the this recorded fast enough and why this mm-hmm. you know whatever or, or we weren't gigging in enough for me and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, um, yeah
0: you like to say busy. So, Yeah. Oh, I love to. Yeah. I can't, I don't like, I don't like not playing. Um, so I mean, and and luckily, you know, I get, I get great support at home. My lovely lady takes good care of me and and likes what I do. And, and, uh, that helps a huge amount. I I get a chance to just say, Hey, I'm going to go down and hit some stuff for a while. And and she lets me, um, no (laughs) no question that way. Um, so I get a chance to do that, and I, I've, I've been always keeping my fingers. Like I said, I don't I don't like not playing. Kendra's got another couple of projects now that she's working on. Yeah. So that gives me a, a, a little bit more room where I can just go down, and I have a, a great space down uh, not too far from here. It's about, like, literally three minutes from where I live, and I can just go down and, and put on whatever music I want and play for three, four hours at a time and not worry about bothering anybody. And, and uh, so that's that's really handy. Uh, when COVID hit, I I got kicked, more or less kicked out of the space. Um, mm-hmm. There's some essential workers that were based out of that building. So, uh, so I went to my boss at, at TV station, and I said, you know, if I don't get to play soon, I'm going to lose my mind. So he said, just go set up one of the dress rooms. They're not going to get used. So I did. I, I, I broke into my space and I grabbed all my all my gear, all my recording stuff, uh, soundboard, mics, cables, everything else, all my drums and uh, moved them all into one of the dressing rooms. And I started uh, trying to try to get this Kazam thing, I think it was called, where it's, it's like a jam sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, online jamming. And uh, I just wanted to keep busy. And I was hoping that if I could get it working well enough, Kendra and I could log in and we could work on some stuff. Or yeah. maybe Matt Landry and, and Larry Patterson could, you know, jump in and we could work on some stuff with him as well. Terry uh, Terry Whalen wanted to, get, to do some stuff as well. Uh, and then that sort of morphed into uh, learning how to record the drums on my own and send it digitally to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that's the next thing that I can. Actually, put another feather in the old cap and and throw it into my bag of tricks and take it with me. So uh, we're, you know, I'm working with another kind of a group of guys right now doing all the old '80s and '90s kind of covers and having some fun with it. You know, doing some White Snake and that was Piero. uh, No, that was that was one project. Yeah, it's called Project Q. We were doing that online during the during the COVID. Yeah, Uh, so. Yeah, it was fun. It was, a, it was a nice distraction. Everybody needed to do that, right? So we actually got a chance to sort of play, but not play. Um, but this, uh, we got a couple of the guys from that group and I got together and we're doing uh, sort of another project. It's just a little, it's a fun thing right now, you know, because yeah. there's no gigs, so you might as well, well. just have fun. Um, so we're going to start working on that a little bit more. And you'll probably see some online shows coming out of that, um, or the online covers coming out of that. Um, um, same sort of thing as, as what Pierre is doing. And, and yeah, know. I was just talking to Pierre the yeah. other day, and yeah. we're talking about doing some Project key stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did you hear that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the little guy's uh, he's he's just at that dangerous zone where he can get up on he can grab coffee <laughs> coffee table stuff. They call counter surfers. Oh, awesome. So he was. He was digging at a pair of sneakers, and then grabbed a, a sheet of paper towel. Was it? Yeah, paper towel. He was going to attack that. <laughs> that's awesome. Anyways, yeah. So there's there's some happiness and joy right there. In these yeah. two kids. Yeah, you know, two
1: dogs are gorgeous, man.
0: They are. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, pretty happy with them. They're, they're awesome personalities. So yeah. a great addition. And that's that's Cam and nice family. That yeah. and two two cats. So
1: yeah, we, we rescued a dog from uh, down the States last July. And he's a handful, man, but he's, he's so worth it though.
0: Yeah. Uh, Good for your soul, eh?
1: Yeah, no, he's an, he's a, uh, I'd say he's an abomination, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's part pug, part lab. So those are two dogs that would never hook up naturally. Right. Okay. <laughs>
0: well maybe uh, after some drinks on a Saturday night you never know <laughs>
1: yeah no but he's, we've yeah. all had
0: those Andre we've all had those, we've all, had those. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right well, I think this is a good spot to end the, the, the podcast
0: <laughs> before you get before I get you in trouble is what you're yeah, saying yeah, yeah.
1: No. Um, but uh, just in closing did you have a did you have a drummer joke you wanted
0: to share you know, I forgot all about those drama jokes. Yeah. No, no. No. I nothing, nothing that I'd be overly proud of listening back
1: to. Oh <laughs> <laughs> good, man. Good.
0: But good. no, it's it's uh yeah, no, i am just I'm just so happy to be a part of this. Thank you, man, for thinking of me. Yeah. And uh hopefully hopefully you had a good time. And
1: I had a great time.
0: Didn't make an urge myself, and we need to get together soon. Um, yeah. you know, uh yeah. I still I still say that there's a there's actually we're we're pretty lucky to be a part of that Los Cabos artist family for sure and I thank you well, for that. Lot of, no, no, you are the you're the turkey that got me
1: interested yeah, in you you got me into using them. So oh yeah. I just returned the favor and got you into
0: I, I appreciate Giving them an extra little kick in the in the butt. But anyway, yeah. no, I think we should I think we should plan on doing that. If you're talking to some more of these guys. I think what we should do is is when this whole thing lifts, yeah. We should try to get together all 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 the maritime guys that can do it, yeah. and gals get together yeah. somewheres and have a have a good night of uh, drinks and tomfoolery. Absolutely. Man. You know, hopefully it'll be at a six guns concert. Maybe well that.
1: concert would be what? Three people? That's our usual crowd. So.
0: yeah. Well see, that's all you need. So, <laughs> I don't mind that. By the way, your your album, man, is awesome. I love it.
1: Oh, thanks, man. I get
0: it. To, I, I had it on my at my work computer for on rotation now, probably. Well, since since you actually started, since you posted it, it's on there. So I hear it all the time now. It's great. Awesome, really good stuff. Appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to the new stuff. And hopefully, we'll get some new stuff of our own recorded soon. I don't know what we're gonna do with that. We don't know, but for now we're just trying to stay safe, and hopefully you and yours stay safe.
1: That's that's number one priority right now. Yeah, yeah.
0: for sure. All right, man. Say uh, hi to the guys for me. Will do, man. We'll do yeah. this again real soon. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, let's let's do this without being all formal and shit. Man. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Love you, brother. Love you Take too, care. Bye. All right.
1: Bye. So that was my conversation with Warren B. Um, super cool guy. I'm um, going to have him back on again. We left a lot of stuff on the table in that chat. Um, we didn't even get into, like, gear and, you know, endorsements and all that stuff. Um, yeah, so uh, hopefully you enjoyed that chat. Um, please leave comments, suggestions. Um, I want to make this as interactive as I can, and I want to keep it going as long as I can. Um, so I've got some more guests lined up, and uh, hopefully... Sooner rather than later, um, I'll be getting to those. Um, but until the next one, have a good night or day or whatever. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Um, yeah, just be safe. Take care. And uh, I love you guys.